Hey, tell a man pass it, pull up and cross it. I'll bury that sh top corner. I'm a winger on the left, cut right. You can play me on the middle, I'm still top scorer. New studs on my boots, I'm blessed. No shin pads, I'll live in the edge. Got my ballet on the pitch, but the referee's finna pop that chest. Hey, hit a thing with the outside foot, like Roberto Ball in the edge. Yes, 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 people. Back again for another episode of the Footballers Podcast. I believe this is episode four now. So it's coming a day late. I've been a bit packed with my schedule, but we're here now. And um, yeah, I'm going to introduce my guest. Uh, you may have seen him. I don't know if you're an Arsenal fan, you might have seen him at the, at the, at the grounds doing the stewarding. Hopefully the fans have been keeping themselves calm and controlled so he doesn't have to get a bit physical, stuff like that. I don't know. He's just there to be the bodyguard for everyone. And um, yeah, that's, that's probably the best way you guys will probably know about him. If you don't, you may have seen him on Instagram as technical centre-backs. You know, Instagram as their usual self, you know, they might, they love to take down us pages when we're not even doing anything wrong. Um, you, no, might see, no. you might see nudity there. And um, <laughs> I don't know, some crazy stuff on the gram and they won't girls, get taken down. Girls but, twerking. You know, you know <laughs> all but of it's us who get taken down. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if you, you might have followed this previous page. I shared it about when it was about um, a couple of yeah. times. Well, you may see him on TikTok now. So I'll leave a link in the description to all of his TikTok stuff that he does there. I might yeah. have to hop on there eventually. But you definitely do. <laughs> I will stop all the, the waffling, the rambling, and I'll let you take it away. <laughs> Introducing the guest, Kwan. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Yes, yes. Welcome, guys. Um, as, as Jay said, yeah, my name is Kwame. I go by some names. I'm kind of like, no, I wouldn't say I'm the P. Diddy of, of this thing, but I like, to change, <laughs> I like to change my name a lot. You know, some people know yeah. me as technical centre-backs, uh, Guna Kwams, Kwams Media. It's just all the same thing, you know what I mean? Like, But we, we try and mix it up. And like Jay said, because of uh, Instagram and how they go on, they uh they try and stop a man. They try and take me down. You know what I mean? They don't want to see us win. They don't want to see us win. DJ Khaled. They don't want to see us <laughs> win, man. So I've always had to come back with a different name and add another email address. It's long, bro. It's long. But yeah, my name's Qualms. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on the show, Jay. Like, really appreciate it, bro. You know what I mean? Pleasure to have you, bro. <laughs> had to get you on. Yeah, no, no. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to come on, man. Definitely. Calm, bro. Calm. Definitely. So, um, so we'll kick off this podcast with a small little discussion we had a little group mm. chat debate in my group chat so okay. i just thought i'd take it to the group i mean uh, take it to the podcast yeah yeah and you know speak my views yeah. calm your speaker's views and we'll, we'll keep it stepping so yeah uh the debate is between definitely like whichever view you have they're two of the greatest managers of this generation without a doubt Mm-hmm. Obviously, up there with your Wenger's, your uh, Ferguson's, your Klopp's, your everyone's. But yeah. these two are definitely up there. And um, so, yeah, whichever view you have, they're both levels. But um, the debate is between the man who's managed the sex tuple. I don't know if I, I probably butchered that, but you know, aside from <laughs> winning six trophies, <laughs> six trophies in a season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's managed that Barcelona side, mm-hmm. um, managed of Bayern Munich, and now Manchester City. It's Pep Guardiola versus yes. the man who took Porto to a Champions League winning. No, it took Porto to win the Champions League. You've seen him at Chelsea with his sideline antics, winning mm-hmm. trophies for them. Real Madrid, mm-hmm. Inter Milan, Manchester United, and now Tottenham Hotspur. Mm-hmm. you got Pep Guardiola <laughs> versus Jose Mourinho. So, mm-hmm. I'll let you Thank as a guest. It is very tasty. I'll let you as a guest take mm-hmm. it away. 
Who, who right. do you think is better? Pep Guardiola, um, Jose. You know, first of all, they're both they're, they're both like a credit to the game. Um, I'm so thankful that they're they're kind of both in the Premier League, especially Pep. But I am a Pep man. I've always been a Pep Guardiola fan uh, from the days of Barcelona, from how he kind of nurtured the talents of your Iniestas and Javis and obviously Lionel Messi and. You know, just to have him in the prem and to see how he works and see how he operates, like I, I've got a lot of respect for him, a lot of admiration for him. Um, but then there goes at least like with Jose as well. As much as I hate him because he's kind of always been that manager against Arsenal that we didn't like, mm. kind of built yeah. up a big rivalry between Arsenal Wenger. Uh, they had a lot of spats between each other on the bench and then obviously through our teams and. Unfortunately, he kind of always came up on top against Wenger. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so there's a lot, there's a lot of hate or not hate, but just like I just don't tension. Like yeah, yeah, there's a lot of tension, and like I just don't like him. Some of the comments that he's made over the past about our team or our former managers is, you know, I don't really feel it. But as a professional and as a as a neutral fan, I have to give my props to him because the amount of trophies that he's won. Um, the way that he's done it, his managerial style is a lot more different compared probably to, to Pep or to Klopp, uh, as far as mm. I know. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's, it's definitely has got to be Pep for me. But, yeah, I have to give respect to Jose, man. It's, uh... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, I can't lie, because mm. me, I've always been a Pep man, like, even before you joined mm. Man City, you joined Bayern Munich, like, you've seen what he done at Barcelona. Mm. I was always thinking that, you know, Wenger was having his tough times around that era when Pep kind of came through. You know, yeah. that's when he had limited funds and stuff and he was just kind yeah. of underperforming. I always thought to myself, like, Pep Guardiola will probably be the perfect replacement for an Arsene Wenger. Oh, yeah. That's when the yeah. kind of Wenger outs kind of start and stuff like that. So it's like, mm -hmm. he was looking to leave. I thought, Pep, he's the perfect guy. He plays the beautiful football. Mm. Um, he's just the perfect replacement for Arsene Wenger. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I've always been a big fan of Pep. Obviously, goes out saying his trophy cabinet, oh, how short of a time he's been managing. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Obviously, i got a couple of numbers. Guys won 27 okay. trophies in his... What's he... <laughs> what? So, we're in 2020 now. He's been managing yeah. since 2008. So, mm. what's that? 12 years? 27 trophies in Rough. 12 years? Incredible in 12 stuff. years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> I'm just here to kind of back Pep because I feel like as great of a, a manager as Pep is, I kind of still I know it's I might, it might sound a bit mad when I say this, but he still kind of just doesn't get his due credits as he should because mm. you see mm -hmm. a lot of people throw the checkbook manager like excuse at his face and stuff like that. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I get he spends a lot. Like there's there's no denying mm -hmm. that, but <laughs> a lot of managers spend a lot. Especially the manager yeah. that he is going up against. I think, I'm pretty yeah. sure the numbers will show that Jose Mourinho has actually probably spent more money than Pep Guardiola. Cause he's, he's, Overall, yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's probably bought players like Pogba, 90 mil, Lukaku, mm -hmm, 75. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. big, big, big players. Sanchez. Did so, he want Sanchez as well? He did, oh, but I think that was a free. Yeah. But it's that like, was a free, though. Yeah. yeah. But it's like... The excuse that Pep Guardiola is a bit of a check manager, I don't like the way that just takes away from some of his like, yeah. credits. But um, yeah. yeah, I've always been a big Pep man. Obviously, gone from Barcelona, gone to Bayern Munich, killed it there. Obviously, mm. it's unfortunate 
that he couldn't win the Champions League. Because I think, ultimately speaking, he was brought in to win the Champions League because they were dominant in the league, dominant in domestics. Mm -hmm. They wanted to win that Champions League, and unfortunately, That's the final he couldn't piece. Win. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but then he's moved to Man City, killed it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, his first season was a bit off, as it, as it would be. You know, they got adjust. We still finished yeah. fourth, so if we're considering fourth as an off season for him, the levels, the levels. That's the speech for itself. <laughs> no, it does. I'm just literally looking at some of the numbers now and looking at like some of the trophies that he's. Obviously, one at different clubs, like in terms of Guardiola, like you know, Barcelona, he completely dominated, absolutely dominated. And like the thing is, is like I agree with what you're saying. Like where people, I, I find, and I said this on one of my videos today, I find that the people in England were very quick to to judge um, other leagues and other players and other managers, and we, we think that they're not up to scratch. And we always say, oh, you know, you got to come to the Premier in order to show to prove yourself. And, you know, they've done it with players like Pogba or whosoever. And for me, you know what I mean? When it comes to Pep Guardiola, just to, just for him to be interested in the Premier League is a blessing. And then mm. for him to come to, obviously, like, the first season wasn't the most successful at, at City. But like, then next you know, season, to, to, 100 exactly, points. Exactly. And if you, if you really look at it in the long term of schemes, like, everyone kind of forgets that season. And, you know, you just kind of look at the whole thing of, Look how many trophies that he collected over over the years since he's been there in such a short time, and mm. it's like he's had to endure the pressure from the, the the media, the pressure from the English fans, and you know expectations to say, and then obviously just prejudging him and just saying you know he's only the only reason why he's good is because he's able to spend money. But we all know deep down, like you can have a bag of man on your team, you know, all superstars, but at the end of the day, you need that manager that's able to. To, to, to operate the the whole team to to make sure that the relationships between you know key players is is good or you know is at a comp competitive level and I just think that he's mastered it he mastered it uh, at Barcelona he mastered it at Bayern and obviously he's, he's showing it now and yeah this is I think the Champions League is obviously the missing part to his puzzle and I know he he really wants that just to kind of like say look I've conquered I've conquered England now. And I wouldn't be surprised after that if he won the Champions League, he might even just say, you know what, I might go. But it's interesting to see the journey. And I love to see people lose or like individual, certain strong characters lose because I always like to see how they react. Yeah. And he's he's definitely a manager where you see he's lost certain games. You haven't seen him, you know, kind of like let the emotional side take over and he's kind of analysed it and then he's come back even stronger. So... Definitely. I mean, I've I've got so much respect for him. <laughs> so, Definitely, as yeah. you can tell, like <laughs> literally levels. You know what I mean? so, yeah, yeah. Just go on. Yeah, no, that's what I was just gonna agree with you. Like, mm. he's managed, he's mastered the man management side of things. And I feel like, yeah, if we're gonna compare it to someone like Jose, I feel like Jose's definitely managed it. But I feel like with Jose, where he lacks mm. is he has favorites, so he's mastered it to people mm. he likes. Yes. So I feel like when yeah. he does a line cue, it gets a bit techy. And I feel like yeah. people like Guardiola, even if he doesn't like you or doesn't feel you fit into the system, he might find yeah. a way to work with you. If he doesn't, he will ship you out in a respectful yeah. way and everything's cool. But we've seen yeah. many times there's been loads of fickle stuff between Holes and Rini and his players. And sometimes that's actually halted like potential success or maybe mm -hmm. gotten fired. You know, obviously the famous one is between him and um, Pogba. You know, them yep. didn't really work out. So, 
Yeah, so it filled yeah. it out to the whole team and then it caused the division between players and manager. Eventually, you got I don't want to yeah, cut well. you, but do you, do you think it was really down to Pogba? Do you think uh, that's that's the thing that, that sparked him to kind of leave? I don't think so. I, I mean, it might sound a bit disrespectful when I say this, but I don't feel like... Yeah. In, since um, his last season at Chelsea, I feel like mm-hmm. he's he's lost his touch. And he's lost his touch and he's lost his kind of love for the game. So I feel like as a manager, and I know he's, he won the Europa League at United, finished second. He still got managed mm. to, you know, rustle up a couple of accolades after that mm-hmm. last season at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's never actually had that special touch. So I feel like it's something that's kind of been there building. Or it's been there, the chip on the shoulder. And it's like kind of a bomb waiting to explode. And I feel like maybe, I don't really feel like it's solely on Pogba. But I feel like Pogba was probably the most vocal one to maybe speak out against him or didn't agree with this. And then... Pope, and then, um, what do you call it? Um, Jose Mourinho probably didn't agree with some of his off-field antics. And then it kind of just kind of... It probably started something really small between them two. Built yeah, up over time. Spilled out, yeah. Spilled yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah, so I no, feel like... No, I, agree. I don't actually think it was solely on Pogba, but I feel like he's probably the... How can I just put this? Most vocal out of everyone. Mm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no. Definitely back to the point, like... Uh, Guardiola is definitely like master that man management thing. And I feel like, mm. you know, when you take in his trophy cabinet, um, he's done it everywhere for most mm. top leagues, won the Champions League twice at Barcelona. Um, you've seen the way he's elevated some players. Because I feel like, again, I don't want to go back to his Barcelona achievements, but it's like people talk about, oh, if you had this Barcelona side, you can win anything. They weren't winning six trophies in the season before he joined. And they weren't. Mm. They ever won it after, so yeah. some sort of respect has to be put on that achievement, like because it's yeah. by no means an easy feat to do. Yeah, but that's, that's true. That is but, true. But, as but, much as that, but I, yeah, go on. Go on. <laughs> no, no, I think yeah. you're gonna say. No, I was gonna, I was gonna divert. So, go oh, okay, just quickly. I know. I was just saying. Probably a lot of the Mourinho fans, a lot. They, you know, they still they love the man, and they're always. They'll always ride out for him against against Pep, especially. But I know a lot of them will say, you know, to win ch- Champions Leagues with two different uh, two different teams. You know what I mean? Like especially mm. the Porto, the Porto one was the, the probably the most significant one because that was something where no one no one no saw, one saw it, coming. it coming. Yeah, no one saw it coming, and you know the the, the squad that he had, you know, with Inter, it, it wasn't the most youthful, but he was able to to get the most out of all of those players. Do you know what I mean? They they respected him a certain way. So yeah. I know a lot of Mourinho fans will will be like you know to do that kind of overtakes what what Pepper's doing or what Pepper's done so far because it was maybe a bit more easier for him. But I do agree with what you're saying where you're, um, you said that Mourinho it looks like Mourinho's lost his bite when he first came into the Prem. He he had this kind of aura about him. He had this this kind of he wasn't fearful of anyone. He wasn't careful what he said. He didn't care what he said. And obviously the media kind of lapped it up. Um, mm. But I think he's been humbled. <laughs> yeah. I think he's definitely been humbled, and like he's just more. He's I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to change his managerial style because he realizes that's the type of players that we have now. He can't do that. He was able to do that with your Lampards and your your Terry's, but with these uh, caliber of players now, you know, it's all about you know keeping them motivated, keeping them happy. So he's had to maybe alternate his his managerial style just to to suit them. Mm. So yeah, sorry, I just yeah, no. to say that before. <laughs> yeah, no, that made mm. some good points. Um, but mm. like, 
as much as we do back when I mean when as much as we do back Guardiola, let it be mm. said, we do highly respect um what do you call it? Mourinho's accolades, yeah. his career. As I said at the beginning, he still is one of the best, even if he might have lost his fight in the last five years. Some might not agree with again, like we, we don't agree with his uh, manager style and mm-hmm. um maybe his um playing style, but you know, it's one of trophies, it's got in places going to the top at times so it's like yeah. whichever views we might have the respect will always be there from a outsider point of view no, but yeah no that's that's our takes on the pep guardiola versus Mourinho. not really much of a debate to be had because we both <laughs> agreed that guardiola <laughs> is the better one but we put up a good we put up a good argument for why Mourinho should you know what i mean so. still be up there so <laughs> yeah therefore all right so we'll move on to the general topic side of the podcast mm. um many many mm-hmm. things to that set you know there's Bundesliga as you said returning potentially mm-hmm. the, the Premier League returning soon and obviously it came out today that Trey Deeney is in fact not going to return to training until things are properly safe so a little little discussion to be had there but we'll yeah. start off with the Bundesliga now yeah. you've been watching the any of the Bundesliga recently um, in the I last mean, week yeah. You know what I have. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, don't blame you, yeah, because it's literally the only for once, one. yeah. I think because we've been forced to, because that's the only obviously decent level of football that's available. Yeah. Everyone's watching it, whereas before you wouldn't really watch it. Like, let's be real, who's really going to watch? You know, some of these games. Obviously, the derbies, the the um, Dortmund and Schalke. Um, was it Schalke? Yeah, yeah Dortmund was, Schalke. Dortmund Schalke was a derby, so you know a lot of people would probably watch that. But the rest of the games. Not, not really. I don't think. But I was quite impressed. I've, I've always been impressed with the Germans. Like I think that their level of football is, um, is top notch, and it, it's kind of slept on. People sleep on it. You know what I mean? Like they don't really give it the respect that it deserves. Um, yeah, therefore, definitely. Yeah, but watching. I mean, like I was watching the Dortmund game. Dortmund game was really good. I thought it was a bit cagey at the start, and then it, the game kind of opened up, and you just kind of saw that Dortmund were a lot more sharper. In the yeah. interchange, yeah, into the in the interchange of play, um, Schalke kind of didn't really get out of second gear, and Dortmund kind of dominated them throughout the hey, game. Hey, did but... you see? Did you see one of the goals that they conceded? The keeper. Ah, uh, the keeper couldn't kick, bro. Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> That's like, what I'm saying. I mean, I get that you're rusty. He's been in the yeah, yeah, yeah. like, bro, like you can't really so, be kicking a ball out like that. Yeah, you will get punished against the side like so Dortmund. basic that you you know you you would expect your keeper to to have patterns it's like you know yeah, what i mean man. to kick and for him not to kick and to give away i think it was even two two kicks that ended up leading to a goal is you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a good thing for him but it's just it shows as well that how sharp you need to be in the game and like even just having a week off of football can impact your performance but you know to have like everyone more or less had about six five or six weeks of football um to, to jump straight back into the games it is a lot to ask so i wasn't mm. expecting much but when i was listening to like some of the um like matt nunham and, and that on bt he was just kind of like oh you know like i expect him to be flying down the wings and things like that and i'm <laughs> like bro you like, just literally you come out of lockdown. you know what i mean so yeah man it's it's gonna take a while for for this for certain teams to get up to speed, but then there's also there's other teams that have just started out from the blocks, and Dortmund's obviously one of those teams at the moment. Yeah, yeah. no, like again, like you said, like Bundesliga has never been a 
a league that I actively score out for. Like I've mm. always respected it as a top league. Just by mm. Munich being dominating the scene for ages. Like they yeah. probably they're probably I don't know the numbers like trophy wise, but I'm pretty sure they must be top five all time trophies. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're probably out there with your Real Madrid's Barcelona. So Bundesliga has yeah. been levels. Um and even this season, like again, I haven't been looking out for it, but I noticed obviously when I was looking at a couple of stats that I think all their sides have qualified for the Europa League next round and the Champions yeah. League. So what like Dortmund, Bayern Munich, Schalke, all of them sides Frankfurt. I think mm. Hoffenheim, yeah. But like okay. they've all just qualified. So it's like people might have their opinions on the Bundesliga. Some might say it's a weak league, but they've shown it against yeah. sides across Europe. Like yeah. they could yeah. beat anyone. They're so, dominating. Yeah. Yeah. This this season, they've low key, and it's it, as you said, it's gone under the radar. They've actually been mm. dominating better than some. I don't know Premier League sides. Yeah. The, uh, the league. We've been inconsistent, like in terms of the Premier League. Some of the teams have been inconsistent, apart from Liverpool. last season was the last yeah. one. That last yeah. season probably an anomaly because it was pretty, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Arsenal, Chelsea, yeah, and uh, Liverpool and Tottenham. So yeah. that was probably the first season. In how long where? All Seems English sides have actually ten done years work. or something like that. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But um, yeah, no. I and mean, then the thing I like about the Bundesliga, yeah, but um, they've actually got an interesting little title race going on. Mm. Like, there's there's many sides in this. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure, uh, Mönchengladbach, Leverkusen, Bayern Munich, Dortmund. They've all got a little shout. Yeah, for... they've all got an opportunity. So it is. You're right. It is a bit interesting to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, so. I, I think Bayern, obviously Bayern won comfortably. Yeah, I think me personally, <laughs> they'll probably still find a way to win it because them, them guys, they're machines, they're yeah. experienced, they've been yeah. through this. So they'll probably find a way to win it. But, you know, that's a bit entertaining that uh, there's a little title risk going on compared to like the Premier League. you got, what's it, Liverpool, Liverpool like 25 right. points ahead. <laughs> they, they'll probably win the title in the first game back if, yeah. if the Premier League. That's probably, that's probably a nice little segue yeah. to the next topic no, now um, <laughs> the Premier League is potentially going to return I mean that's what you'd like to think because they've started the training now Yeah. well some people have but um, yeah they announced well, it today isn't it that um, the Premier League teams are going to start going back to training yeah I think yeah it started yeah today's Tuesday yeah oh, today, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah no what do you, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that because obviously our coronavirus situations a bit different to other countries like Germany yeah. so is it a bit is it a bit too soon I don't know what's, what's your thought um, I think like the main thing that people need to think about is just like the level of safety that the leagues are having and how much are they looking after the players and the staff and whatnot. and then you can kind of worry about the football but it, it seems right now that it's more of a thing where we're in a rush to get back to to playing football, to seeing the teams playing football. And I can understand why, you know, economically, because of... Um, the amount of money. The amount of money that the clubs are losing, you know, like yeah. not able to pay the staff, people being furloughed, etc., etc. But I just think that it's a thing that we're, we're... We looked at Germany and we're like, oh, look, see, look, they're going back. No, we need to speed up. We need to do something about it. <laughs> and it's um, it's a typical... I don't know if it's, it's, it's an English thing or in terms of we we're kind of late to the race, but... It does. Mm. It does feel that way at the moment. Um, I just feel that 
you know, the likes of Troy Deeney, what he's doing. I, I respect what he's doing. I rate what he's doing because obviously he's being a human being and he's just like, my son is, is, is at high risk. I can't mm. afford to risk that right now. So I can't go to football. I can't go and play with these lot. Now, you're seeing a lot of people because obviously that was big news today. Everyone was just like, oh, you know, Watford captain, how can he say he's not going to go and yeah. he, should, he, should, he shouldn't get paid and things like that. Like, you're talking about his, his money now and whatnot and it's just like, hold on. This is, this is fair for him to do that and it doesn't matter how much he's getting paid. If anyone was in that situation, you would definitely think twice. You ain't going to put your, your child on the line or your family on the line if they're at risk. Especially with him being a... Uh... Um, obviously, a man of ethnicity. Yeah, they're four yeah, times yeah. more at risk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so it's like all, all, all of those things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because no, for anyone who isn't aware of what happened, um, obviously, Troy Deeney today came out and said that he won't be returning to Watford training until it's mm-hmm. more safe for him to get back into it. Um, and obviously, stated reasons that him being of ethnic ethnicity more more at risk. I think it's four times more at risk. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. yeah. and um, obviously as a child who's about five years old, I believe, he yeah, has breathing difficulties, so doesn't want to put him more at risk when he's in such an environment where everyone's in close proximity and shit like that. So, yeah, that's that's what happened on that regard. I mean, me personally, like, uh, I do agree with him. I do agree with him. Like, there's yeah. been a couple of people on Twitter and giving their opinions, like, oh, as you said, He's the captain. How can you bail out on your team? I've seen, I saw someone throw the what if what um, what if we get relegated and this is going to be all his fault. And it's like, <laughs> bro, like there's, there's bigger things at hand here. Like, yeah, his yeah, his yeah. son, as you said, could be a big risk. And as I said, we we don't want no one to die in the situation. We want to come back when everyone's ready. Mm. You know, just because other leagues have came back at their time doesn't mean. But then I'm I'm a bit conflicted on another side. I can understand why Troy Deeney specifically I said no to coming back. But I don't know if coming back right now isn't that bad of an idea because I think they released some numbers today that only six um, players out of, what, 800, I think it was, have um, tested positive for only coronavirus. Six. Literally, literally <laughs> but, but, only six. But then all it takes is one, isn't it? <laughs> that's yeah, how, that's true, that's true. That's, that's true. how I look at it. I'm like, all it takes is one and it's like, we got to remember, you know, we've, we've come from, we've relaxed in the lockdown now, but people were dying, according to mm. what the government is saying and, you know, obviously what we're seeing in the world. People have died from this thing. And you want to yeah. just throw throw footballers or athletes back, straight back into, you know, the flames without it being put out yet. I, mm. I think it's a, it's a big risk. True. Uh, True. And, you know, like, I do think that it's something that we need to, make sure that they're, they're safe, that what precautions are being put in place. And um, I mean, oh, what was I going to say? There was a point I was going to make. I just think it's it's just far too soon right now and they just need to chill. But then again, when you look at, when you do look at the German league and how efficient they are and whatever, you're seeing certain things. One minute they're following the rules, the next minute they're not in terms of keeping the two metres distance on the subs bench, but then the players on the field. Yeah, are. that was kind <laughs> of confusing. Physically, you know what I mean? No, that was probably a PR stunt because I'm thinking, yeah. you know, I, I, I get like you got to keep your distance where it's like mm. if they're distance on the bench and you send them onto the pitch, they're not going to be able to keep that distance. So 
what's the point of them being distanced in the first place? But yeah, yeah, that 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 part didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I can't it's lie. true. It's true. <laughs> so, yeah. So what? When? When about? Do you think the Premier League should return? Because I was thinking, like, obviously now's a bit too soon. Although those numbers did seem quite positive, mm. there are still six people out there. Um, but uh, when about? Yeah, because I was thinking that. Mm, if numbers keep getting better as they are gradually, you could see yeah. a return in what when nearly end of May now, yeah. August, early August, end of yeah. June, July. So I think I like I know that they're doing they're suggesting June, uh, June the twelfth. I think it is. Like by all means, if if that's gonna be, then then let it be. And then the players that want to take part in it, they can. The other players that don't, then they don't. And people just respect that. I think that's what we just need to just get a move on. It's either we do it. Or we don't, um, yeah. and they've just got to realise that the Premier League have to realise if something does happen, God forbid, you know, with one of the players, that they will be liable for it, you know, because they've rushed back in order to to play these games and to complete the season. So it'll be interesting to see. I probably, I would say, probably July. Um, okay. They, they probably want to finish it, but you never know. I, they'll probably end up doing it in June, mid June. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I get there is a lot of money on the line, brand deal stuff like that. But you know, as we said, like there's more stuff at more stuff mm. at risk, lives mm. at risk. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll <laughs> be able to get a little comeback soon, soon when it's ready, though. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's our little discussion on the general topics. Tradini not returning to training, um, mm. Premier League potentially coming back, and the Bundesliga. What else now, I wanted to ask you just quickly? What yeah, else? Yeah. You know the play. I was watching a player, uh, Brandt. Is it Brandt yeah. for Dortmund? What Dortmund, did you think? Yeah. Did you any players stood out for you? Because I I looked at him and I said, all right, I know Marco Royce is out, and you know Sancho didn't really feature too much in that team, but players it, it is given a lot of other players that probably wouldn't get a chance to play, like to showcase their skills, and I thought yeah. that. He definitely stood out for me over the weekend in terms of the way that he played. Like, I don't know if anyone else stood out for you or... Yeah, no, he was my personal man of match in that game, I think. Obviously, everyone was talking about Haaland and rightly so. The mm. guy's, what's it, 19, 40 year yeah. old like, yeah. he ain't stopping. So, you <laughs> get why everyone's talking about him, but Brandt was killing it that game. Like, he was, I think he got like two assists and a goal for himself. Mm. Like, he was orchestrating everything, really. I mean, Sancho even came on like, towards the end so it's like he was their main guy in that game Yeah, and yeah no he he stood up for me in that game in the Bayern Munich game I don't know because those are the only two games I watched I mean unfortunately I got other things to do but everyone (laughs) all the people thinking that I was going to watch every single one yeah but that's what you usually do isn't it man that's what I used to do but times times changed times changed now you're you're big time now yeah yeah I hear that I hear that um but yeah, no, I only watched the Dortmund and Schalke game and uh, mm. Bayern Munich. Uh, I think they pronounce it Union Berlin. So I like that. Oh, her, oh, yeah, yeah, Union Berlin, yeah. Yeah, so um, in that um, Bayern Munich game, no one really stood out to me. Obviously, Lewandowski getting his goals. I think Pavard scored the second goal towards the end. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like one of those controlled performances from Bayern Munich where yeah. everybody was just doing their job, staying rigid. And yeah. Splitting them apart, really. What did you think you of know? Lewandowski? I mean, a lot of it's another thing I kind of mentioned on my my page where I was saying that I feel like he's been underrated. Very, uh, very. <laughs> I, I see. 
Well, I've actually had to fight this battle so much times to great chance. <laughs> I think as we speak, best striker in the world. Mm. Anyone could come at me, I'll I'll back it up. Like, yeah, yeah. This guy's yeah. I think um, he's probably scored the most goals out of like uh, Messi and Ronaldo in the two thousand nineteen calendar year. I think mm. like fifty five goals or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he's been doing it for years now. Like That's done it for crazy. Dortmund, banging four goals against Real Madrid to get them to the final. Um, obviously, moved to Bayern Munich. What was it? Five goals in nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Continue. I think um, I saw something. Only him, Messi, and Ronaldo scored forty goals 40 plus, in the last yeah. yeah consecutive five seasons. So yeah, this guy's been banging in goals. And I think yeah, we talk about your Suarez. We talk about your Aguero, Messi, yeah, Ronaldo. Yeah, they talk about Kane. They did Kane all the time. <laughs> but you gotta put some respect on Lewandowski's name. Hundred percent, hundred percent. This guy, and as I said, best strike in the world right now. Yeah. Anyone in the comments who wants to come at me, I'm ready. I got, I got <laughs> shots ready for you, car. This guy. Best Even I'm ready for it to, to, to yeah, bro. fight his case because it's bro, we'll true. Do, yeah. We'll do a double team against them. Yeah, no, definitely. Take definitely. Team. <laughs> it's true. It's true because yeah, the no. numbers don't lie what he's been doing. Um, definitely. Yeah, put some respect on his name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was the general topic side of things. Now, I've got a would you rather. I've got many sent in, so okay. I'm just going to quickly scroll through them and see which ones stand out to me. Mm-hmm. If you could go, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send you. F- I'll, I'll make sure free right now, go and on. um, tell me which ones kind of st- stand out to you the most. So, yeah. sent in by Sernit Stark one two three. Yeah. If you could go back in time, who would you choose to manage Arsenal? Oh, who would you choose to manage? Oh, that's not really a. I thought that, that question looked a bit different when I first read it. Basically, <laughs> he said, who would you rather manage Arsenal, um, Alex Ferguson or Wenger? Oh, I, I mean, it's yeah, it's got to be Alex Ferguson. Like, <laughs> what, to manage Arsenal? Yeah, I, I thought, I don't know, I misread that and I was like, oh yeah, well, obviously, I mean, respect to Wenger, of course, but mm. like, Alex Ferguson is like, 30 you, league titles, is it? I know, but are you, are we saying this because, um, if I always say, like, if you're going to bring in players like, uh, or a manager like Ferguson, would he have found, would he have discovered these players like your Vieiras, your Honorees? Would we have had the change of uh, foreign players, you know, French coming into the Premier League and changing things up, you know, looking at nutrition, all these things I, I do think, like, Wenger's brought to the game. And it's like, you never know. If Ferguson went to Arsenal, would, would even Man United have been... That, that dominant team in Europe and in England. There's so many, like, if, buts, and maybe. Yeah, it's so interesting. Because I, I saw something that Fergus was actually meant to join Arsenal time ago. Like, I think it was 1985. But oh, I think okay. we were moving a bit impatient with him. And I guess yeah. we didn't really regret that one because we got George Graham. He won the league five years later. Yeah. And then in that time, Ferguson did... In his first five years at United, Ferguson mm-hmm. was a bit average. And, you know, he was meant to get sacked and stuff like that. So, mm. at the time, it didn't seem like something we would regret. But, obviously, Graham left. He joined Tottenham a couple of years after that. Yeah. And then Ferguson just went on to win all his titles. So, we weren't meant to actually get him at one point. <laughs> and then, uh, but, yeah, no, you make a good point. Because yeah. like, I feel like something that does go under the radar. And mm-hmm. I don't want this to take away from any of his accolades. But Ferguson did have a lot more compared to Wenger funds at disposal. You know, mm. he's buying, he's breaking records for players like Ferdinand, Moran, yeah. 
yeah. like Rooney. Like he he had much more money than Wenger to spend. So yeah, he didn't have yeah. to move stadiums or anything like that. You know. Yeah, so it's like if if Ferguson was in Wenger's position at Arsenal, maybe maybe that is a better debate to have. Let me just let's see what else there is before. We That's a good question, man. Hold that, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather? That's a good one. Uh, sent in by Arthur Double O. Yes, that's that. Probably butchered his name. Um, <laughs> would you rather your club never win the Champions League or never win the league title? Oof. Would you rather you never win the Champions League or never win the um, It's a sticky. I mean, maybe it, as an Arsenal fan... We kind of experienced one of those already. Yeah, we've experienced the title, so I'd, obviously I would say that I'd rather win the so Champions you, League. So you'd rather <laughs> never win a, be like Tottenham, never win a Premier League, but, but you have a win the Champions League. <laughs> I don't know, but that's probably because we've won. We've always won um, the the English. Well, not always won, but we've had a taste of it, so we know what it's like. But it's that Champions League is what we aspire for, aspire to. Yeah. So, I mean, when we when you take I don't know it's hard because mm. when you take in a league season like that requires a bit more skill I I don't know I've always said this and I've, I always get a bit like caught for it like but mm-hmm. it takes more skill to win a league title than it does for a Champions League although in a Champions League one you might come against significantly harder sides obviously depending on the draw yeah. you might come against a Barcelona then a Real Madrid next round then a Bayern Munich like there's top teams everywhere you go in a Champions League but it is just a 13, 13 game knockout competition, which again, t- take nothing away from it. To win the Champions League, incredible achievement. But when you compare that to a league, you have to go week in, week out, 38 games, home and away. You know, there's teams trying to, there's, you might be doing well, and it's like this team might be that you're coming against might even be fine. They might be safe. They're just there mm-hmm. to try to knock you off your horse. Maybe if there's someone else in the race, you know, they want to be that side that can say, like your Watford, Watford, they're yeah. they're cool, they're they're safe, but yeah. they can they wanted to be that side to say, yeah, we beat Liverpool. They were about to go invincible, and we were the ones who beat them. Like, so you always as a top side come against teams like I don't know. I I always say that it takes a bit more skill to win a, a Premier League or a league title. Should I say? Yeah, it is. It is probably one of the most competitive leagues in the world, and because it goes on, even though it's thirty-eight games, it's. 38 intense, you know, top quality, high pace game. So, mm. yeah, okay. I guess I'll rather win the, the the league because that kind of shows your consistency throughout the season. Um, whereas with the champion, oh yeah, with European competitions, it's a lot more different. It depends on the team on the day. Um, they could be doing really bad domestically, but in terms of playing in Europe, they could be doing really well. So, it's it's definitely. It depends, but yeah, I'll probably go. I'd rather win the. I'd rather win the league. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I'd probably say the league might just edge it. I don't. Mm. Oh, it's, it's a hard one because yeah. like to say you've won a Champions League, like that can just shut up any debate. Yeah, like there's times where I've, I've gone to Chelsea fans and I'm like, yeah, but you just about scraped this round, but you won it on penalties. But we won the Champions League, and that could just mm. end the debate just like that. So mm. <laughs> that the 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 name of winning the Champions League probably definitely no, probably definitely holds more weight than a, a league title. But I don't know. I've always said 
more skill is required for the league. So, so which one would you rather, from a footballing point of view, it's definitely much harder to win a league. But just anyone talking about it, you can ask anyone. Champions League, everyone knows about it. Even if you don't watch football, you know, yeah, that's the yeah, ultimate. Yeah. I'd rather um, be Champions League, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm taking my answer. I want to I play against your messages. I want to play in like the European, European titles and play against the top, top players and... If I if I retire with a Champions League under my belt, I'll, I'll be a lot more happier because you know you hear people that kind of say, "Oh well, Leicester won the Premier League." You know, Blackburn's won it in their time, so it's like it's not as prestigious as the Champions League. Champions is yeah. you are the champions of Europe, the True. best of the best, the creme de la creme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, no, I probably let's just ah, <laughs> champ, yeah, the Champions League. Yeah. Because yeah, then yeah, it, yeah. then it then we could vary the the uh, I guess the variables that we could say boom in that Champions League run I came up against a Barcelona I came against a Real Madrid and we mm. still won it yeah, yeah. no no we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll go to the Champions League but you know <laughs> I'll, I'll give my respects to the league title as well because it's by no means an easy feat um, I got a couple yeah. more yeah go on. obviously we usually stick to one but. There's just so many interesting ones here. I'll get them to send a couple through for the next next couple yeah, podcasts. Definitely, but definitely. Um, would you, as a player, would you rather play with Messi or play with Ronaldo? Come on, man! Come on! Come on! <laughs> I rather <laughs> I have to play with Messi, man. I have to play with Messi. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let what, me play. You, let me Ronaldo? play devil's advocate. No, I'm. I'm, yeah. a, I'm definitely a Messi guy. I mean, obviously, okay. respect for or not. Again, mm. I, that kind of has to go without saying. Like they're both elite, two of the best. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Messi's my guy. Exactly. I've always been a Messi guy, but I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Would you not rather a, a Ronaldo, a proper win? Like obviously, Messi is a winner, but Ronaldo's mm. that driving force. Not saying Messi <sighs> is a driving force, but he's like a more vocal leader. If you know what I mean, mm. that's what Ronaldo is. He will push you to your limits. Um, okay, okay. I, I see where you're going with this. I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, you, you are. All right. <laughs> I don't know if you watch. I don't know if you watched um, the Last Dance recently, like Michael Jordan documentary. You haven't watched watch it. I've been meaning to watch it. Watch it when you get a chance. When you get a free moment, watch it. I mean, like when you. What, look, is it one? Is it one big documentary? Or is it in it's parts? A, it's, no, it's in parts. I think it's ten parts altogether. Okay. Um, but it's like quality quality content like they basically followed Bulls Chicago Bulls uh, throughout their their championship season wins everything like so you go behind the scenes times where you know when Chicago Bulls wasn't the best and etc etc and you see a young Michael Jordan come into a team um, with his unique talent and he basically took the NBA by storm and he dominated for so many years and the first person well not the first person but I thought about how much he dominated in, in basketball and how he managed to influence a whole range of different athletes you know for the future so Kobe and LeBron yeah LeBron and um, you, the only person I can think who's like that where you can see his, his dominance and you can see his leadership and how he pulled he literally pulled certain teams to win you would probably say Ronaldo is probably like that. And when I look at the the, the players that are around him, uh, let's say like MJ, 
how he made them better, how they were able to, to reach success and trophies and things like that. As a player, you would want to win trophies. You want to be that team that is the ultimate best. And yeah, I know, like, obviously, I would the inner side of me would always want to play with Messi because I I would just like to just see how he plays and you just be in awe of him. Yeah, you just be in awe like a fan. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, he yeah, has one. That, he, he has one in the past. Side of the yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Would you? I don't know if he was a football player. Mm-hmm. Are you the type of player where you like to challenge yourself, go different sides, win a trophy for your country, or Messi, who has been at Barcelona his whole career? I don't know if, if you're if like you was to ever be a footballer, if you're that one club man, then mm. feel free to just say Messi. But I don't know because I I've, um I saw this question pop up when he sent it, and I was thinking like, mm-hmm. yeah, I love to play with Messi. Messi is like the guy, but. I would have also loved to have played for a prime Manchester United, then switch to a prime Real Madrid. Mm. Now you're with a Juventus, you know, at the top of their game. The old lady. Being there, <laughs> yeah, being there um, for when Portugal won their first ever international trophy. Yeah. Compared right. to Messi's where he's dominated Barcelona, so you, you'd be winning it week in, um, season and season out, it's normal. Mm. But international stage been hard really cut it yeah it's 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 a shame it's it's like a curse they they say it's that the south american curse for the argentinians yeah. like they've they've had the, the the best teams or some of the best teams over the they have past ballers. Years. you know what i mean like they've had so like, many players man aguero um they got martinez now they've had yeah, Higuain. Di, Di, Di maria like, exactly Raquel as well as obviously messi <laughs> Pablo Aymar, like Veron, they've always had like Mascarano. They always have quality, quality players, but it's just something with they can't get them to, to, to perform at that level, the international level, whereas Ronaldo has. And that's the thing that a lot of people's arguments is, is that he's not only done it domestically, but he's able to do it for his country. And that's where Messi may fall short, but... <sighs> Gosh, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> I, I, I probably would say, obviously, I do prefer Messi, but I probably would prefer to play alongside Ronaldo. Yeah, I, I would. It would be nice to get around, to travel around, and play in different leagues. And yeah, because I thought that was me. If I obviously, you know, if I didn't have my little ACL injury and I was actually a footballer, <laughs> then if I was able to play at the top kind of level, I would mm. actually challenge myself. So let's say. I don't know. Hypothetically, I had a contract Arsenal. I was mm. getting, I was doing good numbers, goals and assist wise. I was wanted by other sides. I mm. probably would, after about four years, venture out to I don't know Barcelona, into Real Madrid, Bayern or something, because I I like to experience something new. Obviously, it might not work out. I might lose some love from the fan base, but me personally, mm. I'm speaking from like me personally. So, if you have anyone else has anyone listening has different views, that's completely fine. But I like to just kind of venture out and you know, I don't know. That's always been me. That's yeah. what that's always how I was thought because I was when I was younger. Obviously, I wanted to be a big footballer and everything. And mm. my mom was like, "Oh, if you play for Arsenal, what, what would you kind of do? Would you stay?" Would you? I was always thinking like, "I love Arsenal, like that. They're my club." But <laughs> I would actually win, love to, it? yeah. And I love to experience different leagues as well. To say, yeah, I played in this league, I played in that league, I played in this mm. league, just to say it and experience it. Probably True. just like, I don't know, a tourist visiting different countries. They don't want to just say they visited just Barcelona and that's it. Mm. They would probably want to say they visited everywhere. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Nah, so, I, I, I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably... The, the 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 player in me wants to play with Messi because I I appreciate him so much I appreciate him so much as a footballer, um, but as an athlete as a winner like you want to be a winner you want to leave the game knowing that you've given your all and that you've been rewarded through like you know like champions and trophies and whatnot so I'd probably I'd probably go with Ronaldo yeah I would probably play with Ronaldo because he would probably get the best out of me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd probably get the best out of me. I would want to make sure that I put my heart, everything on the line for for him and the team because of, I've seen the way that he plays. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we got an interesting one. Oh, I, thought <laughs> Go on. I thought we were done with these. Go on. One more. Go on. As we're both Arsenal fans, this is probably the best one to... It's probably the one I should have run with at first, but <laughs> Arsenal get another invincible Premier League title. Or... Mm. No, actually, no, because... The question was, Arsenal get another invincible Premier League title or Champions mm. League. But I don't know. I feel like most people would probably sway to the Champions League Champions just so you could say you had both. Yeah. But I'll switch it up because I'll make it a bit more harder. Mm. Would you rather win the Invincibles and no Champions League as it is now or no Invincibles but you have a Champions League to your name? Bear in mind, you know, the Invincibles... Only been done once, and that was in the eighteen hundreds. So you know, <laughs> you have to be top of the top of the top of the top to be pulling that off. And yeah, no. Nah, what 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 was you kind of take? I'm. I mean, like you look at how Liverpool have been dominating this season, last season, and it was getting close to the point where a lot of people thought that they were going to go unbeaten. I thought that, I thought it was definitely gonna do it. Like the fact that Watford were the ones who beat them just caught me so off guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone kind of thought that Liverpool would beat Watford, but you know Watford had their number. And um, but the, the amount of people people were making so much noise, the media. Oh, if this team goes unbeaten, they could be they would be deemed better than the Arsenal team. And da 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 da. So mm. the importance of going unbeaten is pretty high. And you know, a, a lot of people. I think I even asked that question the other day, and one of my followers they said, "Ah." Oh, um, it's probably it was easier to be to be unbeaten then than it is now, and I was like, no, it wasn't. I was like, it was just. I said it's hard. probably harder. Yeah, I said it's just as hard, and probably even harder because of the rules and regulations and certain referees. You know, there wasn't. I mean, the reason. Go on. I mean, arguably, you could say the reason we actually lost that unbeaten record was we had some really, really poor decisions made in that last game. Yep. Some harsh tackles on Reyes, was it? Reyes yep. got battered in that game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, stuff like that in today's game, they would, that one one of those tackles would be probably a red card, like straight mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And then they probably wouldn't be that close. So, yeah, I know. To say it's easier right then is a very, very big and controversial call card. It's probably arguably harder, obviously. Even had your United, your Chelsea's, at the top of their games. And I know you still got, I don't know, if Liverpool wants to go and beat and you still have Man City at the top of their game, but past Man City, everyone's going through a bit of an off period that Arsenal, they're in probably their worst state. United are in one of their worst states. Chelsea isn't in the greatest. Tottenham are, Tottenham are Tottenham, innit? So, they're not better, they're not worse. They're just, they're just there, innit? So, I feel like everyone really is just in a transitional period. So, to say back then was easier, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Bit of a controversial take. It is, um, but I would probably, I probably want to win the Champions League. I would yeah. over the Invincibles. 
Yeah, yeah. There's just something more Fair about enough. it. There's something more about it. As much as it is, it is something that we still hold on to this day and it is something that it is so difficult to achieve and there's so much respect for that team, for the for the manager, etc. But I just think to win a Champions League would just be so, <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. So sweet, you know. Um, yeah. But nah, it's, it's just, a hard one. Yeah, it it's is. so hard because it's, it's like very hard, man. Very. Hard. I've always wanted that Champions League. It's like you look back at that that 2006 final against Barcelona. I think the couple of days was the anniversary. Mm. That shit is heartbreaking, bro. Yeah, yeah. Twelve minutes. I mean, for someone like you, obviously you was you was uh, eight, was you like keeping up with football at the time, or was you still? I don't yeah, know. How yeah, old yeah. was you back then? Oh gosh, I can't even remember. For the Champions League final. Um gosh, gosh, off the top of my head, I can't remember. I know I was but around like ten or yeah. like No, no, no. I, was, I think yeah, I was in secondary school. I think I was in secondary oh, school. Oh. Yeah, so that shit I, must mean I'll really, It'll yeah. hurt. It hurt a lot. Hurt. So, I mean it hurts for me looking back, but <laughs> I think if I wasn't actually watching it live in yeah. two thousand six as someone who keeps yeah. up with football at the time, oh, that would be ten times worse. Yeah, I watched it and I can just remember looking out the window after. I think it was Belletti. It was Belletti when he scored, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" That was literally the nail in the coffin. And you went from jubilation from Sol Campbell winning and um, scoring that header. Ten men down. Do you know what I mean? Ten men down. It was a perfect story. On me, we had everyone in that team, and um, oh. it just fell short for us. You know, obviously. And it, I feel like that would have been perfect as well because you look at that Chelsea side. They had many players who were being great players over the history, but if they yeah. didn't win that game against Bayern Munich, that would have been it for them. You know, Job actually yeah. left after that game. Lampard yeah. left the two seasons after. Like, there's many top dogs in that side where this was probably the last hold. And I think that can be said for that Arsenal side. Like, there was many side players in that side where if they didn't get it, and we saw Henri left a couple of years later. A couple of other players like Lehman left. Um, so Campbell, like that was. Ashley Cole, like that was kind of the last hurdle um, yeah. for those kind of players. So it's like it's painful that they couldn't do it. They couldn't, and it's it's. I think obviously the Belletti part hurt a lot because obviously that's the winning goal that lost it for us. But it's the part where we were literally. I don't know if you've seen that picture going around. There was Henri sitting at the corner, just there, seventy-eight mm. minutes in in the yeah. top left hand there, one yeah. 0 Arsenal. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure what happened was we didn't obviously put away that corner they probably defended it mm-hmm. literally that next attack was yeah, when Eto'o got his goal yeah. and then oh, it's yeah, painful it, man. it's painful and that's what I'm saying like, like, if you get if you get demolished in the final then it's like you know yeah. you, there's nothing you could do about it to know you were so, so close, close so close but yet so far Pain. and it was it was very painful and I think at the time obviously we was we was dominating we was dominating and people didn't want to see us win so we didn't even we had to deal with not only the loss but also the backlash from all you know other fans you know cussing us and whatnot. So it wasn't it wasn't a good time. Um, it wasn't yeah. a good time. It was a sad day. So yeah, that's why I yeah. guess I would really want to win the Champions League because but, all that pain would go away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, I don't know because me personally, I've mm. always I fought this battle so much times because obviously being an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Invincibles is the only thing you gotta hold on to. Mm-hmm. When people say oh Champions League or this or that, we could say Invincibles and it's like I don't feel like it gets the respect it deserves, but obviously it wouldn't really because 
no one else has done it so i feel like it's kind of a thing where people are slightly like jealous about it they, mm. they've done it so they're not going to put the respect on it but it's at, in the premier league as well because i think mm. it has been done by juventus in the Serie A. and again mm. these are all top leagues like to do it in a top five european league is an incredible achievement but yeah. the premier league where the intensity is so high there's so yeah. many teams wanting you just lose that one game like deep it imagine you started the season zero everything zero games played zero wins zero everything you finish mm-hmm. the season and the one thing that's still on zero is the losses <laughs> I, I've done that we first, yeah. I respect the Champions League and the thing is the way I've always looked at it is regardless of your views on the Champions League or the Invincibles which one in the future is more likely to happen an Invincibles oh. where that's, that happens once in a blue moon or a Champions League where there is a winner every single season I don't know. <laughs> you're, 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 you're swaying me towards the, <laughs> the Invincibles. That's, that's what I've always said. I feel like, you know, the Invincibles is an incredibly hard thing to do. And it's like, we could give it, like, obviously right now, we're, we're not even, we're about, we're about to get knocked out of the Europa League as it stands. Uh, no, actually, we already have. So we're, yeah, we're not, yeah, so we're, not wow. we're nowhere near close to the Champions League. But give it about 10 more years, something could happen. Maybe Conkey could invest into Arsenal. We might slowly yeah. get back up. We could yeah. be in the Champions League. We might be able to get to the quarters, your semis, and then possibly the final. And it's like, there's, I, I don't know, I've always said there's more of a chance of something like that happening than us winning the league without losing that one game. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's very true. I, I just think like having Arteta now in the, in the fold is definitely going to change things up. And I, I do see something happening within the next five five to ten or five to eight years I should say it's going to be a long one I'm willing yeah. to wait as an Arsenal fan because I know that that success will taste so good mm. <laughs> so like this is obviously our transition period where we've we found our manager we found the right manager I think and now we just have to rebuild our team and as long as we keep hold of Aubameyang um we should we should do well or we can do well we have potential to do well and bring in the right people so, yeah, the invincibility yeah. So, would be the best. Yeah, the invincibility would probably be the best thing to know that. So your do. final, your final answer will be. <laughs> it would be invincible. To be invincible would be okay. probably the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good question sent in by. That person, it was. Yeah. Hold tight. for that question. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you. Forgot to take down your name. <laughs> I personally would go with the invincibles mm. only on the basis. Like, I'm, I'm trying to look at it from an unbiased point of view. The main point that I will always run with is which is more likely to happen in the next 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 years. Mm. The Invincibles in a Premier League will probably not ever happen again. I yeah. mean, it, the chances are so slim. With a Champions League, as I said, it's a 13 knockout game. Mm. I, it's easier said than done to just say 13 games, but if you actually take it in, you've got your six group stage games, then you've got your knockout ties. It's, it's, literally 13 games and it's certain, there is a winner every single season I don't know I could see Arsenal winning the Champions League next 20 years 10 years much more of a chance than us going invincible in the league uh, mm. I, I'm going I'm going invincible but okay. good question sent in by that yeah. person well done for that question huh? that's some good question good way to yeah <laughs> good way to wrap up the wrap up the podcast episode yeah. 4 wow, wow, wow. 
Gunnar Kwangs coming up to the hour mark now. Yeah, wow, incredible. So, sure. yeah, no, this this is a good podcast. Still, yeah, so I like I'll it. <laughs> definitely look to, I definitely look to have you on sometime in the future again. Please, please, be, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'd love to be yeah. back on. Um, you, I definitely need to get you on our our, our podcast, the back page one as well, just to okay to, to dig deep. I'm yeah. down, bro. Yeah, I know, cool. bro. Just give me a shout. Yeah, we'll sort that out. Get the ball rolling, but definitely. Yeah, no, I'll I'll roll through the couple of names I got left, and then mm-hmm. I'll definitely have you back on no in a couple of weeks time. No problem. But, um, yeah, it's been it's been your boy AJ. It's been you know Kwams. Yes, that's been episode four. It's been a wrap, yeah. and. Uh, Thank you.